on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. Now in the studio we have Donna Smith and um, I was struggling earlier with the name of the uh, company. I believe it's Odonata. Um, that seems like a great place to start, Donna. So um, tell me, why why is your company called that? Hello and good morning. Yes. Um, so yes, Odonata actually is Greek for dragonfly and I've had a passion for dragonflies for a few years now. It stemmed from one day on my honeymoon in California. I had three sightings of dragonflies all in one day. And I'm a huge believer in signs. You know, when you think, why do I keep seeing these dragonflies? So I did what any person would do and Googled it. <laughs> what, what do dragonflies mean? And what they mean is they symbolize growth. Oh, wow. And the spiritual meaning of dragonflies is transformation. And what it said on this particular website I found is that when the dragonfly shows up in your life, it's an indication that it's time for a change. Now, at that time, I was at a bit of a career crossroads myself. I was thinking, I love what I do, but it's really taken a toll on my family and my home life. I was doing some long hours. And so I decided to make some changes. And that was the start of getting me to where I am now, running my own business. And it seemed only right to call the business Odonata because it stands for dragonflies. So that's where Odonata growth and transformation coaching came from. And very handily, it, it has Donna in it. <laughs> well, it does. The actual, the proper spelling of Odonata is just with one N. But right. when I was thinking about what name I could call my business, my cousin was the one who suggested, well, isn't there anything around dragonflies you could do? And we did a search, and that's how we found Odonata, the Greek meaning. Yeah. And she said, if you just put, a, put an extra N in, it's got your name in it. And you think, and there is the other sign. It's that meant is. to be. Oh, I love that. Well, <laughs> I mean... I, I'm sure I've discussed this before with people, but um, I have to- two tattoos. Um, oh. Yeah, I'm not going to say where they are, but uh, <laughs> we'll reveal that much. And one is a starfish, and mm-hmm. the other one is a hummingbird. And the reason I have the starfish was because I lived um, in the Bahamas. Yes. And... I used to see a lot of starfish. There's a lovely story called the starfish story about the boy who throws all the starfish back. Absolutely. And also starfish can regenerate. You can literally cut them down. I'm not advocating this (laughs) to anybody, by the way. Um, But they do regenerate. And I liked that, you know, a bit like Mm, a phoenix. Yes. Um, And then for me, when I was uh, recovering from the cancer and I was living in the Out Island, every day I would see hummingbirds. Yes. And I also Googled (laughs) (laughs) why am I seeing hummingbirds all the time and you know on a a spiritual level you know they're a bird about um, I think growth and transformation yes that's that's really cool I didn't know brilliant yeah well I I should really speak Greek and then we'd know all these absolutely so you you came up with the name yes and then how did you come up with the the offerings with the uh, company yeah. yeah so 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 Primarily, I started out with the coaching offer, and then last year I experienced my own personal burnout. Um, and so, the offering of the Burn Bright workshops really was and still is the silver lining from that dark cloud of last year. So, um, basically, the day started as normal. I was working for local authority at the time, went in, got my daughter to preschool, went into the office, back to back meetings all morning, you know, the usual. Mm. And I wasn't feeling that great, had a bit of lunch, still not feeling that great. And I did the sensible thing and thought, 
I'm going to take myself off home. I've got no meetings this afternoon. I think I just need to rest. And as I was leaving the building, fortunately a colleague of mine was with me at the time, I actually collapsed in the foyer. Uh, and when I came round, I was in the first aid room in a wheelchair. My husband came to pick me up. And uh, it was then we realised that I'd lost the ability to walk. Whoa. So, yeah, so my burnout was a huge wake-up call. So you had a massive physical thing. Mm. Well, we're going we're gonna to come back to that in a moment because, um, you know, this is not a story to um, rush through. Mm. Um, and again, what we do here every time we're in Girls Around Town, and certainly I'm talking about health and well-being, is I want people out there to, to hear people such as yourself, people such as me, you know, we've burnt out, we've yes. been there, we, you know, we've, we've crossed over, we've come back from the other side. Absolutely. And we're really trying to give people um, practical health and support, you know, yes. because of all those things that they might face. The wonderful Tina Turner there, and let's stay together, and we are staying together Sunday morning. Stay with us, we've got lots more coming up from Donna Smith, and Donna was just telling uh, me, Rosalind Palmer, and June Rowland, who's in the studio with us about her wake-up call her burnout moment her aha moment when she was working for not city council i believe yes. doing leadership programs you had your own coaching business you had a four-year-old you had a marriage you just moved house <laughs> yeah. Kel surprise you found that you, <laughs> you ended up quite ill absolutely what then, Donna? so so what happened was because i found i couldn't walk not surprisingly i was taken into hospital and had three days of a variety of tests and the good news was I was given a clean bill of health medically, which is great. But then you start to think, but I still cannot walk. So what actually is wrong with me? And the neurologist at the time, who was fabulous, she said to me, just tell, tell me about your life at the moment then, Donna. And I basically reeled off everything you've just said to the listeners there. And she sort of gave a knowing nod to me and she went, mm, yes, you've burnt out. I was like, okay, wh what do I do with that? Mm. Um, so I was recommended lots of rest, lots of sort of recovery and just basically put all... And how old were you at the time? I was 41. Wow. Yeah. And I had to put down all of the plates I was spinning, you know, and I think looking back, the signs were there. I mean, in the run up to the burnout, I seemed to have a permanent cold. Every bug that was going, I got it. I never had any energy. My to-do list seemed to just get longer and longer and I just never felt like I was moving forward. So. The signs were there. I was just either blind to them or choosing not to see them. Well, I, I think, and this is something we're going to talk about more in the second half, because obviously, because of having this experience, it's why you've created the workshops yes. and the kind of coaching you do. And I, I do coaching too, and I'm certainly not um, in any way criticising, but there, there was an old school type of, if you just push through, yes. if you just, you know, ooh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, uh -huh. if you just push through, you'll be fine. And that's actually not the case <laughs> Absolutely when you not. have a perfect storm like you mm. had with all those things, and, and eventually it's often your, mm. your health mm. that, that gives out. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, and then that's what the neurologi neurologist said. She said, basically, the signs have been there and you've not noticed them or not done anything about them and your body has decided to literally take your legs from under you to make you stop. Wow. So it was during the time when I was sort of resting and recuperating, I, uh, I had to think about my reprioritising. 
So welcome back, Sunday morning, Radio Newark, Girls Around Town, I'm Roslyn Palmer and I'm joined in the studio by Donna Smith and Donna before the news was talking about her aha moment when really she was trying to do everything, keeping everything, keeping all those plates spinning and it just wasn't possible and they effectively came crashing down when she found she literally couldn't walk and then couldn't come up with a a physiological or a a physical explanation for it and realised wow this is this is what burnout looks like and feels like so at that time with that aha moment donna back in last year i believe yes yes um you then moved on to create your own program Mm. and you told me while we were off air that you found that lots of people were coming forward to you um particularly probably other women and Mm -hmm. going yeah I've had that too. Is that really what prompted you? Absolutely. I think, you know, whilst I was recovering from the burnout, and, you know, burnout's not one of those things that you just need a good night's sleep to get over it. It took a good couple of months. And during that time, you know, people were finding out what happened, and it it didn't seem to matter who I told, whether it was men, women, people who work, stay-at-home mums. Everybody understood that what it feels like to be spinning all those plates and and so many of them saying yeah i feel like that too and it feels like it's only just a matter of time till i have my burnout and i just don't know what to do and it just occurred to me that it isn't just me you know you hear so much about workplace stress you hear so much about people trying to juggle all the different roles that we play and i thought you know what i i want to help people to head off their fall off the burnout cliff and help people to burn brightly And because of my self-recovery, all the things I was learning, all the tools and techniques I was learning, it just occurred to me, you know, I could put these together. I mean, I was delivering workshops anyway for the council, so I knew how to run workshops. Why not put together a series of workshops designed to help people burn bright rather than burn out? So that's where it came from. I love it. So we're really on prevention rather than cure, Absolutely, absolutely. And as a therapist, I'm often at the the cure end. Yes. (laughs) Um, And I love the fact that that's the prevention end. So having had that idea, um, as you say, being familiar with running workshops, Mm. Mm. um, what did you feel were the key elements that you really wanted because it's a one day workshop is it it's actually three workshops run over a period of three months so so the reason i don't do it all as a one day is because we want people to burn bright and not burn out so i didn't want to overwhelm people with all of these tools and techniques in one go so it's three workshops over three months they're only an hour and a half long and essentially the key elements boil down to number one raising awareness all too often a bit like that song you know we keep everything in we know that something's not feeling right but we just feel like we've got to keep going regardless and keep Mm. everyone happy and keep ticking off the to-do list so workshop one is about raising that awareness pressing the pause button and thinking right where am i now how many plates am i spinning And do I actually still want to keep spinning all these plates? Are there some I can put down? Are there some that I can gift away? So workshop one's about awareness. Workshop two is then about thinking about what choices we have because once we become aware of what we're doing and where we want to be, we can start choosing how we want to move forward. Um, And then with those choices, we move into workshop three and bed in how are we going to make those changes. And the key theme under all three workshops is one of self-care because when I had my burnout last year and I reflected on what my priorities were, it still i still find it hard to say now, my self-care was not even on my list of priorities, let alone 
you know, near the top. And I was burning myself out under the guise of, I need to be the best mum I can be. I need to be the best yeah. wife. I need to be the best employee. Been there, done that. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, you know, you can't serve others from an empty vessel. No. So that's what the workshops do. They help people press pause, get a sense of where they are now, decide where they want to be, and then work out the choices and the changes they're going to make so that self-care is their top priority. I, I mean, I, I don't know, we haven't had this conversation, but my my question that's in my head mm. is that I hear what you're saying, it makes complete sense, I can see that that structure would work really well, mm -hmm. but given particularly, um, again, women and, and of course men also, um, often don't feel that they can do that self-care mm. you know I, I use the analogy of the oxygen mask yes and, yeah you, know, you need to put yours on first yeah um i would imagine and correct me if i'm wrong that them even getting to the point of going i'm going to do this work yeah i'm going to make the time i'm going to make the investment in me to mm -hmm. do this mm -hmm. that that must be hard how do you how do you reach out to them in that yeah way? I, th I think you're absolutely right it it, it one of the hardest things to do is to put yourself first. I think society and culture tends to make you think that putting yourself first is selfish, it's indulgent. And I remember listening to um, a wonderful lady, Brooke Castillo. She runs the Life Coach School over in America. And she does a podcast, and one of them was on self-care. And she said, self-care is the least indulgent thing we can do because it's how we show up in the world. Mm. so that's how i reach out to my people that come onto the workshops like you cannot not afford to do this because actually if you feel like you haven't got the time then you're showing up at work in your relationships with your family at a dimmed down version of yourself so if all you want to do is give your best to others you need to give your best to yourself first well, yeah i can imagine that time when this happened to you last yeah. year um, it must have severely compromised your ability yeah. to be the mum to the four-year-old. Absolutely. You know, when you literally can't walk and yeah. you can't move. Yeah. Um, that must have been, you know, a really big wake-up. Well, yeah, I mean, there's nothing like sort of lying in bed and your four-year-old daughter comes running in and says, Mummy, can we go and play in the garden? And I sort of have to say, I'll watch you from the window, honey, because yeah. I can't walk at the moment. So, yeah, yeah. certainly a big wake-up call. And we're passionate about this. We are. Mm. We're passionate about this here at Girls Around Town on Radio News and um, in this segment obviously in talking to Donna Smith really about you burning bright and mm. not burning out Welcome back, Girls Around Town, for the nearly last half hour of the show. I'm Rosalind Palmer. I'm on the desk. Um, we're joined by June Rollins and our guest, Donna Smith. And we were talking about the Burn Bright workshops and really um, what people get out of that, um, how people can spot that they may be about to burn out rather than burn bright, um, that it's an environment where there's maybe 10 other people, so it's not super intimidating. Um, tell a little bit more Donna I'm, I'm really fascinated I'm, I'd like to know before we finish on the hour we will mm -hmm. um, give people details of where to find sure. out about them as well and when the next ones are sure so so yeah so as I say that the workshops last for an hour and a half and and there really are a mix of activities conversation discussion and and what I find is you know it's about like that song you keep it all in the activities what they do is they bring out everything that's already there anyway you know when when people say i'm too busy i'm spinning too many plates they kind of already know what they could do to make a difference but it takes being in an environment where somebody says right let's just press pause 
let's have a play with this activity let's see where this takes you and it will bring out the things that really need to come out so for example in workshop one we do an activity called the be do have activity i don't know if you've come across it in your no, coaching and therapy. Me. be do have be like do it. have it's a really fun activity which basically starts off where i give i give the group five or ten minutes to literally just tip out if they could have all the things they wanted to have in their life they could be all the things they wanted to be and do all the things they wanted to do what would they be and it's amazing what comes out and and from that we then start working with so if you had those what would that give you why is that important mm. and this is again it's that awareness thing very often we're like oh i'd love to do that or i'd love to be that but we never give our time self the time to really think about why yeah and it's only when you dig deeper into the why and get that high level of awareness that you suddenly realize this is more important than i first thought and it jumps up your priority list well why always drives you it does it? when you when you, when you get your why when you understand yeah. why you want something yeah um, I remember being on Tony Robbins' course in yeah. the 90s and, you know, that, that was the first time I came across that and he would say to people, so what do you want? And they'd go, oh, I want a, a, a car. Mm. And he'd go, why do you want it? Mm. And of course, after the, well, I'd really like to get from A to B. Yes. Um, <laughs> they would be, particularly if they were talking about a specific kind of car, because that maybe to them meant success mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. you know, they could have a nicer car where the windows went up and down automatically yes. and they didn't have to you know wind them up yeah so it, it's all about the why it's about what does that do for you isn't it? it it is and i think you know when when my clients come to me they are generally spinning a lot of plates got endless to-do lists and a lot of the energy behind those plates or those actions on the to-do list comes from a place of i should mm. so i should work the hours i work i should you know mm. do all the school runs with my children i should i should i should mm. and when you really dig deep into the why you want to be do and have things you start to realize that if you replace the word should with the word must so i must make time for me to relax i must make time for me to do yoga i must make time to do the things that make my heart sing it changes the energy that we move forwards with and it, it, it has a massive effect as i say you know to get the feedback from a client that the world needs to put the shades on because <laughs> she's burning bright it's because that energy had shifted from i should be doing all these things to i must put self-care at the top of my list because that's what drives everything else and again um because i've been on this journey several times <laughs> and, and i work with people to help them too people might be listening and you know let's say somebody's listening now they're at work hello mm -hmm. um welcome to radio newark and they're thinking i get this i understand mm. that i would love to spend more time with my kids and i really you know my why is i want to be the best mum, the best mm. dad the best wife the best husband but i have to go to work i mm. have to earn a living you know i've got to keep a roof over our heads yes and, you know how else would we even afford you know a holiday two weeks uh, mm -hmm. you know in, in mallorca next mm -hmm. year or whatever yeah um how would you speak to those people i think obviously you know if they could come on the workshops that's great the thing is self-care doesn't have to be about workshops it doesn't necessarily have to be about self-development books it's about making some small changes so what i would say to the listeners out there that's saying this is all well and good but i just don't have the time or even the, the funds i would recommend they start just building in one or two self-care habits a day and start small and and build up so for example i would give three top tips for self-care 
the first one would be do something daily that makes your heart sing mm -hmm. no matter what it is whether it's listening to a song whether it's stroking your dog whether it's giving your child a cuddle something that just in that moment it makes you sparkle from the inside so that would be my first tip my second tip would be practice mindfulness every day and even if it's just for one minute a day it really does make a difference and to put this into context the research out there says that the average person has about 50,000 thoughts a day when they're awake exhausted just quite <laughs> so if you break that down into an hour that's over 3,000 thoughts an hour and that's around 52 thoughts a minute so if you practice mindfulness just checking in with your breathing for a minute a day you've just given your mind a rest from 52 thoughts it really does make a difference and then the third top tip i would offer to your listeners is learn to accept yourself no matter what i came across this great phrase by a gentleman carl rogers called unconditional positive regard and what it means is to accept and support a person regardless of what they say or do so if we can learn to accept and support ourselves no matter what the self-care is going to start to build because at the end of the day we're all human beings we're not machines we're not perfect but if we can accept ourselves no matter what that is the start of burning bright i love that and that was really almost the mantra for why I moved to Newark because I realised um, I love living by water um, being near the river, being mm. in nature is my self-care is yes. my reset button um, I can meditate and just be, you know I because I, I live right by the river, I literally would just sit and watch the boats go by or, you know, just Lovely. watch the swans um, there's two families of swans on the mm. river at the moment, one's got two cygnets and one's got about five and I've watched them all throughout the year go from tiny little things to like, they, they you know, they're Aww. down there so mm. if you go down to the, the the river and uh, cross over the bridge at the moment you probably will see them and honestly that just does me the world of good it sometimes does, yeah. just sitting and, and looking at them and so that was really one of the major reasons I moved <laughs> here to Newark also because it's just such a great town and there's really supportive people absolutely and I love the fact that you can just walk everywhere I I was very frustrated when I was on holiday in Nashville that you know you can't walk anywhere absolutely you, know, you have to get in your car mm. so I think they're lovely tips so just just summarize those three again in case people are at home and are listening and got yep. a paper in pen or if not they can always contact us um, through our website or through our bar blog or twitter mm -hmm. um, and we'll remind you of these what are yeah they, so Donna? the top tips were number one do something daily that makes your heart sing number two practice mindfulness daily even if it's just for one minute and three learn to accept yourself no matter what Welcome to the last segment of Girls Around Town here on Radio Newark. I'm Rosalind Palmer. We're in the studio with June Rowlands and our guest, Donna Smith. And we're talking about her Burning Bright workshops. So you mentioned that there's three workshops across a period mm -hmm. of time yes how do you keep the momentum going with people uh in between the workshops mm -hmm. and also i suppose on the flip side not overwhelm them with like homework or anything absolutely how do you manage that so it's interesting that you use the phrase homework because there is actually homework in between the workshops and and not homework in the old sense of you need to do your homework so i'm going to mark it at the next workshop but how do i continue to support and guide my clients on their journey to burning bright so in between each of the workshops there's a number of activities that they can be doing um, 
And what I do is every week my clients receive a weekly email from me just touching in saying, how's your journey going? And sharing some different resources with them, whether it's a podcast or a TED talk or an article, just letting them know that it's still there, that sort of prioritising of self-care can still be there and being that gentle reminder. And what I also send in the emails is a video of myself because... I wouldn't be true to the burn bright ethos if I wasn't work, walking my own burn bright path. So whatever I set my clients to do, I do it myself and then I send them short videos of how I've found it and what the challenges have been, what's worked for me, just so, you know, that client sat at home thinking, oh my gosh, this is just too much. They get a video from me saying, oh my gosh, I've had one of those weeks and I was stressing about doing my burn bright. So you're homework. human like us. Quite, you know. I mean, I don't for one minute sit here saying I've got this all right. I'm still very much on my my own journey and you know my old habits of trying to do too much still come and bite me on the bum so what I do for the clients is I'm with them along the journey and I share resources and tips in between the workshops so they don't feel like they're on their own <laughs> sorry <laughs> you just mentioned that uh, being bitten on the bottom and um, <laughs> yesterday when we were out and about in Newhook for the pantomime and um, Barney our, our um, uh, mascot the walking monkey a little child got a little bit carried away with him <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was almost a work-related injury on that. Ah. But anyway, um, you mentioned TED Talks. Now, I know what a TED Talk is, yes. but maybe lots of people out there listening don't. Can you mm. just elaborate on that, Donna? Yeah, so it's it's a great channel for finding out new things. If you're not a sort of person who likes reading a lot, but you still want to find out new things, if you log on to, I think it's TED.com, you can search for any number of topics, whether it's mindfulness, self-care anything and there's a number of different videos and it's basically people going on and talking about that particular topic and they range from i don't know anywhere from three minutes long to half an hour long so it's a fantastic source of information and inspiration yeah they do them locally i don't think they've ever done one in newark actually which um are you aware do you know i'm not but i do know at least one of our guests i think if i remember right it's sunita pasty has got one coming up fairly soon oh, wow. i've seen something on fa- on her facebook page relatively oh, recently we should mention it was sunita. Mm. i'll double check it but i think i remember very very vaguely um seeing that she's planning she's got one scheduled for sometime in november oh cool and it actually i'm gonna do it now because you know when you do something publicly you have to do it so i'm going to go out on air and say that next year i'm going to do one i don't know where i don't know how but i'm going to go for it brilliant Um, that's my going to be my next challenge so um you've talked about keeping the momentum going and helping people through and really what are the main takeaways from the burn bright workshops um i think first and foremost it's a sense of I don't know, achievement, pride for actually finding the time to dedicate to the self-development. You know, clients, when they finish the workshop, it's like, I've done this, I've put myself first for this hour and a half, once a month, for three months. Then the other key takeaway is the tools and techniques, they're yours then to use whenever you wish. I mean, as you know, Rosalind, from your journey, I was reading in your book, The Reset, which is brilliant, by the way. Loved it. thank you. (laughs) Um, You know, life doesn't just throw one or two challenges at you. It's a bit like a role wave and so what my clients take away is these tools and techniques so when the next sort of wave is about to crash they can spot it coming before it happens and 
employ those tools and techniques again so it's not just a one-off workshop it's tools and techniques for a better way of living and a burning bright way of living and you run these in nottingham mm. um, do you think there's any chance they're going to come to newark well that's certainly my plan so i'm looking to run the next series of because i've got series two starting in nottingham in october so if you're interested in that do check that out on my website but what i'd like to do in the new year is run series three in newark so i have a request for your listeners i'm looking for a venue to run the workshops in so as i said earlier it's maximum of 10 people myself and my flip chart so if any of you know of a suitable oh, wow. venue in the center of newark then do either call in to you guys here at radio newark or drop me a line well uh, again the uh, number is 01636 june you're well connected in newark <laughs> i bet you're already thinking of somewhere aren't well, you well yes two two venues spring instantly to mind one is aura business center which is very close to the castle station Newark oh, okay. Castle station. yeah and even closer to newark castle station uh is carriages and okay. they have a meeting room which is available for hire brilliant um, so oh yeah it's lovely there yes isn't it? it is very nice well that's really useful and thank I'm you sure there are others i will give it some thought but thank you very much my two. if you need if you particularly need av facilities then aura is your choice if right. it's more relaxed yeah setting yeah. then yeah. carriages that's it i think that's a really good point to say the workshops are incredibly relaxed hopefully the listeners have, have got a feel for me over over the radio say that i'm very relaxed and informal so and i certainly won't be using any technology so the more relaxed the better <laughs> i liked the, i liked flip chart when i heard that i was like old school i like it absolutely pen <laughs> so and paper yes, there are a lot there no. are a lot of very good venues in newark for that sort of thing and i'm sure that between us ros and i will be able to come up with some more to suggest to you super thank you thanks june um how can people get hold of you donna that's an important thing. yeah so uh my website is www.odenartacoaching.com and that's all one word odenarta coaching or i have my facebook page which is at odenarta coaching they're the two main sort of platforms i'm on at the moment i do have a twitter that's at odenarta coach that's one of the ones i'm learning more about next year so i'm trying not to overwhelm myself with social there media we go. we've all got our plans <laughs> for next year and our um, yes yeah, not overwhelm as absolutely well. we're hoping that we have really demystified for you coaching and the world of burning bright and not burning out and we will have more news um particularly about donna smith's workshops which are going to come to newark that's great um we'll keep you informed on the show and also on our blog site which is girlsaroundtownonline.com so thank you so much again donna smith for being our guest this morning on radio newark girls around town just again how can people get hold of you absolutely and thank you once again it's been an absolute joy this morning so people can uh, get hold of me via my website which is www.odenartcoaching.com or my facebook page which is at Odenart coaching and you do occasionally find me on twitter which is at Odenart coach and those top three tips really quickly again because i yes. love a takeaway yes absolutely number one make your heart sing daily number two practice mindfulness daily even if it's just one minute and number three learn to accept yourself no matter what 
thank you so much so i'm going to hand over to june rollins now because i know we've had um some great listener calls and she's got some information and also to find out about what's on next week's show so june over to you thanks Rosalind. first of all can i just apologize to donna for getting your surname wrong <laughs> in the early part of the interview um I do know a Donna White. Absolutely. Actually, so. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. I hope she didn't panic yet. She should have been here. Right. Uh, we took a phone call. Uh, we do get people ring in from time to time. We took a phone call earlier on in the show. Um, it was about a lady called Vicky Ward, and it was her dad, Malcolm, ringing on behalf of him, himself, himself, his wife, Susan, and all the family. Vicky is about to set off on an eight-month backpacking trip. Wow. She is leaving Newark literally um, in four hours' time. She's uh, setting off to go down to Heathrow. Her first stop on the journey is Sydney. And amongst, destina- uh, amongst the destinations she's going to, we've got Thailand, we've got Cambodia and Vietnam. Now, apparently Vicky, who is, um, I'm sure she won't mind us saying, um, about 40, I Ooh. believe, has wanted to do this like forever. Oh, Vicky. So she is off on an eight-month backpacking trip. Malcolm, Susan and the rest of the family all want to say how much they wish her well. And, of course, we wish her well here from Girls Around Town. We do, I absolutely. I have made a note of uh, Vicky's dad's telephone number. I'm not going to give it out on air, but <laughs> what I am going to do is write it down somewhere safe so that in eight months' time we can get in touch and get Vicky on the show. Oh, that would be amazing. So, Vicky, take lots of notes and really love your trip and we can't wait to hear back from you. Isn't that great that she's seizing the day? She's burning bright, isn't oh, she, Donna? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. With all of our blessings and, and how, um, how exciting. I'm told as well she has a very active Facebook page so I'm sure there'll be lots of pictures. We will be, um, those of us that are able to get in touch with her and I have Vicky, I've sent you a friend request. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we will be able to keep an eye on what she's getting up to. It sounds absolutely wonderful. Mm. Sounds really, really exciting. So we really do wish Vicky well. And we sincerely hope that she'll come in and tell us all about oh, it. Oh, that would be wonderful. In, we look forward what, what, to it. eight months' time be? Next summer sometime, oh, I suppose, wow. won't it? Yeah, we'll, summer. we'll be sweltering again. Yes. <laughs> oh, May. Around May. Well done. Right, so that, that's um, looking a long, long way ahead from um, our point of view. Looking a little bit less far ahead next Sunday. Uh, Rachel will be back in the studio with me. Rosalind will be having a break. Um, but I'm going to Skegness. Ooh, or Skeg- Skeg- Vegas. Skeg- Skeg- Vegas. Vegas. So we all know <laughs> I'm going with yes. my niece, my great niece, my son. Love we it. We are going to Skeg Vegas, everybody. Well, it'll be bracing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I understand, well, I, not I understand, I do know that you can get some really good fish and chips in, oh, in Skeg. Oh, you certainly can. Absolutely. Well, while you're doing that, we will be talking to Sarah from Reach, a local charity, which we'll be explaining all about it next week but more importantly we'll be talking about something they're planning to do in november and that is a santa run a santa run so if you fancy a santa I have run no idea what complete that is. with free santa costume you need to listen in next sunday and we'll be talking to sarah all about it and she'll be on round about 11 is it? no she's actually coming on in the early part oh, she's of the coming show, on early. so she'll be Great. chatting to us from about 10 past 11 next week cool about reach and about the santa about run reach and about santa runs and you can even bring your dog i'm going to do it on catch Not up the show. obviously i mean, yes. being bracing uh <laughs> probably putting a three-year-old on a donkey at that time and um planning um our bingo strategy um, and the crazy golf one too yeah. so burning um, bright in yeah. skeg vegas <laughs> 
thank you so much for joining us today uh, good luck to Vicky again shout out to you um, this is Girls Around Town with myself Rosalind Palmer June Rollins and our guest has been Donna Smith thanks so much thank you we-